Hello, hello, hello. This is Coffee Chug, and I'm here with the newest episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. And this one, I had a kind of fanboy a little bit. I got a chance to interview the Seishan brothers. And if you don't know who the Seishan brothers are, then you're truly missing out. These are two young men who are paving the way as exemplars of what it means to be gracious professionals. In our case, the LEGO EV3 and First LEGO League competition. And even if you don't compete or you do much with that, you need to listen to this episode. These young guys, at the ripe old age of 15 and 13, have several websites. They have a massive following. They have hundreds of thousands of visitors to their websites from all over the world. Leading the way by mentoring, providing some guidance, and just sharing their knowledge so others can benefit. And I think that's something that we really need to think about. As, as we continue to think about education, it's not so much about obtaining knowledge, but using our knowledge to give back. And these two young men are doing just that. In this episode, you're going to learn so much, whether you're an adult or a student, about how we can go through on our journey, constantly learn how to deal with setbacks and all that good stuff. So I can't wait for you to dive into this. Before I send you on your way, I ask you, I beg you, I plead you, take some time and review the podcast if you like it. Please let, let us know on you, on iTunes and any other platform that you're using. And as we continue this season of exploring the story of, of people doing amazing work, if you know of a guest that I should have on the show, reach out. Let me know. I love to expand my reach and network and learn from others. And I can't wait to continue to dive into these stories in the hopes that it inspires and has you taking one more step on your journey to be successful. All right, guys, this is Coffee Chug. Sign it off. You enjoy this episode. I'm telling you, there's a lot of great gems in this. All right, here we go. Hey, 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 y'all. Woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs. Talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, born insane. Listening to coffee chugs like happy for the boring. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hello, hello everyone. How you doing? This is uh, Coffee Chug here on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast, and I am here with two absolutely phenomenal young men doing some amazing work, not just in their own learning journey, but in the opportunities they have been able to help thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, through the work that they've done online by sharing, not just keeping all their 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 insight and wisdom and things that they have learned in their journey to themselves. So. Um, this is uh, an interview I am really excited about. I'm almost kind of fanboying here here a little bit. And uh, once we introduce them, we can dive in into their work. And I'm sure once they introduce themselves, many of you, if you've done anything with Lego or First Lego League, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I have used that website and their work for many years. So um, without further ado, let's start off and just have you guys introduce who you are, kind of what you do, and what you've got going on here. My name is Sanjay. And my name is Arvind. I'm 13 years old. And I'm 15. And uh, I've been doing, both of us have been doing First Lego League uh, seven years now. We've been competing for seven years. Now we're retired from being a team. Um, But it's been a really amazing journey for us. We're also the founders of EV3Lessons.com, a popular, and FLLTutorials.com now. uh, Two very popular sites to learn 
about First Lego League, and we have one for learning how to program the EV3. We are also known as the Sation Brothers. Sation is our last name, and on on in the online community, we're and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and we share all the cool things we do, and also our curriculum. Yeah, and I think what's what's really phenomenal, I really want to get into your story of how you've gotten to this kind of place in time, which is probably just one little chapter in a much bigger book that you're writing about yourselves as you continue to, to grow and learn. Um, but as we think about this, like your website and the work that you do, I think for those that have not seen your website, we'll make sure all the links are in the show notes, EV3 Lessons and your new FLL tutorial website. We're not just talking about um, a cheesy little blog. We're not just talking about a kind of just thrown together website. Um, this is very professional, polished looking work. Um, and just in case those missed you when you guys first introduced yourself, can we let everybody know again what are your ages again? Because I think this is really key um, as people start to listen to this podcast to understand um, what we want to take away from the, this interview. So one more time, what are your guys' ages? I am 15 years old. And I am 13 years old. Yes, and you guys started back, I was looking on, on your on your EV3 lesson site, when you guys, what, 9 and 11? So you've been uh, doing six, this for... Six, well, 9 and 11 is when we started EV3lessons.com. When we started First Lego League, we were only 6 and 8. Okay. So yes. actually we got... The way we got started in First Sega League, it actually went back to 2010, where we attended a local First Sega League tournament, and we were so excited about it that the next year, that was 2011 Food Factor, we started our own First Sega League team and competed, and we've been involved in First since then. And yeah. I want to add on to something that Sundry said there. So when we really started off, we started more because we were interested in the robotics idea. But as we progressed and um, in First Lego League, we really realized that it's a lot more than that. And there's a lot of skills that you can learn besides the ro robotics concepts. And there's just a lot to learn from the program outside of that. And that's important for people to know when if they decide that they want to join a first team. Yeah, I think that that's a key insight. I know as, as a coach now for, for eight years, going on nine um, we always talk about we talk about parents. Yeah, the robot is, is huge. It's exciting. It's fun. The building, engineering, but it's just one really in the big scheme of things, one small portion of this other big learning kind of opportunity that comes with it. And I know that as, as we know, first league is not all about winning and trophies. But you guys have been very very successful in the work that you have done. I mean, starting back. I mean. People can check the sites and they've seen all your awards and accolades. And I know you guys kicked some major butt even this past season at the world with, with, with your robot, which was crazily uh, phenomenal robot build. Um, but not just because you're successful, but as you started way back and where you are now, and I know you're you're retired and moving on to bigger and better. What's been that journey? So as as you start to look at, let's just take take the first Lego League board and mat because most people listening will be familiar with that. How has your journey evolved from your, your thought process to going, this is how we're going to build a robot, or looking at the research, and, and what have been some of those things that have you, you've kind of continued to evolve and, and really excel in? So um, trying to get people to understand the thought process of just not, it's not just having a bunch of Legos and going, let's just kind of cram some pieces together and let's just hope for the best. You know, like what is that process for you guys? Because you, you, you've been very successful at it. Well, I would say that every year we try to do something new, and we try to add on to something that we've done the previous year. So we start off in our first year, we started off pretty simple. Um, it was a simple design because we don't want it to be overly complicated. 
and we just start to add small segments to it and add on to it new ideas that we have. Uh, and that's really important that teams should know that it's not the learning progression over one season, but the learning uh, progression over all the seasons of First Lego League that you compete in. So you can learn something from one year and you have to take that to your next year and add something new to it and try out something new. And I would like to say that the biggest mark of our success is probably our website ebplesson.com because throughout the years it has evolved so big, has contributors from all around the world now, and is used by hundreds of thousands of users worldwide in I think 170-ish countries. Wow. Wow. It's not the awards that we won, but rather that is probably our pinnacle. Sure. Absolutely. And yep, go ahead. So one more thing to add to that, uh, just relating that to how it progressed. We actually keep keep an archive of all the different versions of EV3 lessons. And if you look back at that, um, you'll and we look back at that sometimes just to see all the things we've done in the past. Nostalgia. Uh, and... <laughs> Um, it's pretty amazing how far we've gotten, and uh, each time we had a new version, it started looking better and better and better when we keep improving to the website and adding more things to it. So it's progression over many, many years. Yeah, and I, I can't help but I'm, I'm laughing inside, not at, at what you're saying, but the idea of, of nostalgia, um, and even earlier when you're talking about you're, you're retired from First Lego League, and I'm like, oh my gosh, but you're only... 17 and 15, uh, you know, years old, and, and we're using these terms. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's just crazy how much you've gotten done in such a, a, a short span of time, even though you've, you've been very dedicated to it. So if we take a look at, talk about that website a little bit, you know, as, as I think about all the kids that, that want to try to figure out how to have a website or a YouTube channel or whatever their platform is, um, and I think so many people oftentimes think it's so easy to do, right? They just think it's, oh, I just, I just create a site and I just throw stuff up there and anybody who's done it and you guys can speak to this know it's it's way more involved in that and so could could you take some people through your, your your process as you're looking through all that you've created or maybe looking at new things you've created what's your structure or your mode or or, or your learning process to not only to learn but to also document the work so it can be used by others well i think we just sort of just starts off with an idea so one good example of that is with our pixel plotter robot, which is very popular now, and we've been working on that for many years now. It's our fifth version currently, but it just started with an idea. I think Sanjay had the idea of um, why don't we build a robot that can print? And so like, I took the first initial design for the build. Sanjay decided I'm going to go and try and write some code for the first version. And so we went off and we just sort of started. And uh, after we got our first version, we sort of printed a square that was supposed to be a square, but it was sort of a <laughs> rectangle, uh, actually. Uh, but we were super excited because we had gotten it at a stage where it actually drew a dot. And when you have that initial moment where you're excited, oh, look, it worked, that really... Um, it, it makes you want to keep trying and doing more, and you really have to persevere at that. And there's going to be times where we actually spent a very long time on that before we got it to print, that first box. So you're going to feel sometimes that I want to get, like, oh, this is, I don't know if I can do this. But you have to keep persevering. You have to keep trying and trying until you get it to work. 
and that's really where it starts out at the beginning. Uh, and and that build, it's actually gotten very popular in the community. And in fact, I think last year or two years ago, we created a version that you can build with one kit. And lots of people have actually built that one kit pixel plotter. And we have all of our code building instructions online for free for that. So uh, to relate that to what you were saying about how you want uh, how we make it acce accessible to other people so that we can share it with the world. Um, our original version was complicated and not very accessible. And so as we went along making new versions, we tried to make something that other people could look at that and say, hey, I can do that too. And then give them the tools that they need to be able to do that as well. So um, we have all of our, all of our uh, we have our design hosted on GitHub. Um, we, uh, to document it, we also, um, we made simpler versions, like Sanji was talking about the one kit robot, so that more people uh, can build this robot and uh, share that design with more people, so. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I know, I was, I was interviewing uh, BuilderDude35 a couple weeks back, and he was talking about his build process, um, and the idea of, he gets this idea in his head of what he wants, but rarely does it ever, the final ever look like the original idea, right? Like you start building and then something doesn't quite work, so you're back to kind of rebuilding or starting over. And you, you, you attain your goal, but it never quite ends up, you know, with that, that first visual of what you've had in, in, in your mind there. Um, and so the question I had, you, you talked about it a little bit. So when you get to that point where you, you think you can't or you get frustrated or, or it's just not working, you know, the way we want – how do you guys cope with that? Because you, you have some incredible things out there, some incredible builds. You, you've been through the first legally process for, for several years, and you see a lot of teams kind of hit that point. And I think that's really where you start to see the divide of, of, of success, not just the first legally, but really life in, in general. We hit this frustration block, and so many people just quit and give up as opposed to persevering. So, so what, are, what are some of your techniques where you haven't given up and you've been able to kind of push through those, those, those barriers a little bit? So we actually have a number of techniques. One, we can always ask each other for help. Yeah. And also another way to get to get around that block is to try another way to solve it. Like in our um, in our coding for Pixel Plotter, again, we had some issues along the way. But then, if you take a step back, and then and then because, like for example, our pen mechanism was started stripping all of our um, tires to put down the pen. So we took a step back and looked at it from a different angle and created new mechanisms for, for, to create dots. And we've been using that since, and we got past that issue. So adding on uh, to what Sunday said, we ended up actually coming up with our fi final version because we were gifted a set of Lego uh, Lego brand markers and so those Lego brand markers had Lego studs on them Ooh. so we asked the gear rack onto the studs and we're able to move it up much not uh, much more nicely so you kind of sometimes it's good to share with the community because the community can give you ideas back that's great so it's really yeah. important because the more people you have the more minds that you have putting together the more successful you can be so that's why uh, one reason why sharing your ideas is a great idea. Yeah, so as we're talking about sharing, something that, that I'm really fascinated with is what, what what prompted you or nudged you to begin to share your work? Because I think the the, the real 
beauty of all the work that you do, besides that you have some incredible builds and designs and guides, is the fact that you're helping other people. And so what was it, that, that moment in time, so to speak, that you're like, we got to start getting our work out there? Because I think there's so many people that want to. There's so many people that have gifts and ideas that could really benefit others, whether we're talking Lego or something else completely, but we're so scared to share. Um, and so what was that for you? at such an early age where you started to, to create that presence? It actually goes back a few years um, to around the time we started EV3 lessons. We were asked to teach a robotics camp. So we had written the initial curriculum for that robotics camp and we taught it. And after we were done with it, we're like, we have this robotics curricula- curriculum, so we posted it on, on our website. But at the time it was like by email only and with like registration system and people are like oh um this content is really good if you can make it more accessible so at that point we got our domain evplessons.com and then we were told your stuff is so great um you should expand it get intermediate advanced lessons and we did that and we and that is actually what opened us to the idea of sharing our work online and then it sort of went uh, really far from there because we wanted to allow people to have that same journey that we had um, and the same learning experience. So that's one another reason why we really wanted to share all our work, not just our lessons, but also our our robot builds like Pixel Plotter um, and all our work. We wanted people to have that same experience that we did. That's That's absolutely fantastic. I love it. And so as you have helped so many people by sharing, as so many kids in first Lego League teams or, or teachers learning to use robotics in the classroom for the first time, go to your stuff time and time again. I know in all the workshops I do, you are the first site I recommend to people time and time again, and I know I'm not alone in that. Who are the people that you look up to? So, I mean, so many people have your work up there as being the top. I mean, I was, I was at, at the Worlds in, in Houston, and I tried to get up to introduce myself to you in person. I don't think I ever got closer than about 20 feet because you're constantly swarmed by people time and time again. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I know they're there because I can see your, your hats that you guys wear with, with your minifigs on there, but I can never quite break the circle. Um, but who is it that you look to, or how, how do you keep yourself engaged and, and, and constantly learning that, those next steps or those, those next ideas? They're basically like who inspires us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there are actually a number of people, other other robot builders who we can learn from. So a, f- a few examples like Ralph Hempel. Or yeah. Few. Uh, Ralph Hempel is a really great guy. Um, another one would be Mark Andre Bazergi. Uh, he does a lot for the community, and he inspires us because of the type of person he is, and um, he's very open-minded, he's kind, and we want to be that type of person when we're sharing our work with others. He's also a very great builder, and we can learn techniques from him. Also, Jason, who's probably better known as J.K. Brickworks, from J.K. Brickworks, um, he's a very inspiring person. In fact, we got to meet him at one of the world, um, we got to um, display alongside him at one of the world festival, and he's just such a great builder, and we got lots of inspiration yeah, for him. It was an honor. And yeah, there are so many. There are many others that um, that I could list, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a good little start. 
And so as, as the new season's underway, we think about first leg of league, and I know that, that you've now, now moved on from that, and there's so many teams starting, and they see your work or they see other work on there. They, they go and watch the, the old world robots, and they see these crazy robots doing stuff. Um, as much as they get excited, it can also be a little intimidating for a team that, that's never done the work before. Um, besides going to your website and going to the beginner tutorials and going to FLL tutorials, which has about everything under the sun um, that a team would need to be successful. Um, but it, and it's, a kid came up to me and said, like, what do I do to get started? Um, what would that be that kind of like 30-second elevator pitch to, to help, help a kid nudge and keep him going to, to, to move forward in, in, in this work of first leg of league and, and not getting so consumed that, oh, my gosh, I have to have this crazy robot that does 20 things at once? Well, I would take, for example, like we were just the world champions, right? So you're not going to get to that stage right away is what I'm going to tell them. And if you look back at our first year, we started off very simple. You have to not get intimidated by uh, intimidated by other teams. You have to start somewhere. And it's really about perseverance and um, keep going um, because – you can get very far if you keep trying and doing it. And that's one reason why we did it so long as we did, because we did it seven years. Um, so that's why we kept going in, in the first leg of the league program. Awesome. So how do you guys balance the work that you do with Lego education and the robots and, and all the things that you're part of? I know you, you, you travel quite a bit in the summer. You're doing some phenomenal work um, as well as at, at you were doing first Lego League. How do you balance all that with your schoolwork? Um, because I always think about that. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's so great. They're kids. It's, it's easy. But I'm always like, yeah, but they also have this kind of full-time job called called school as well. It is, you know. And so what have been some of your strategies or how do you cope by trying to manage all that? Because those are life skills that we're going to need regardless of what we do in our lives and in the future. And so what, how have you tried to strike that balance between it all? Um, any free time we get, we devote it to Lego. Okay. Yeah, okay. robotics. So, yeah, most of the free time we get goes to ev3lessons.com um, and to helping the online community uh, or building a new robot idea that we have. Um, I would say a lot of the work is on weekends um, since school's off then. Um, and also the Holidays. Evening. So, like, we have when we have, like, spring break and winter break, uh, a lot of time gets put into that and evenings as well. So we spend uh, a lot of time every every week. So at least 15 to 20 hours a week goes into robotics. Yeah, so you're really trying to focus on how to chunk time, right? Whether you got the weekend, you'll, you'll, you'll chunk that time and try to get yeah. as much done as, as possible. And so I think that that's really important. Yeah, that, that idea of multitasking doesn't quite work, does it? You can't kind of be yeah. coding a robot and writing an essay and, you know, all these other things. Well, we don't always meet that goal for <laughs> when school gets, well, a more work final exam. Yeah, like when Sanjay has big like, tests, et like, cetera. Yeah, so like when Sanjay has some big exam, I'll fill in the work. When I have some big exam, he'll fill in the work. So we kind of work together as a good team. We're able to fill in where others can. Um, and I think that's what makes us very successful. That's great. So what's. What's next for you guys? I mean, I know you still have all the you have the new FLL tutorial site. You have the EV3 lesson site still still grooving. Um, what's next in your plan? What was that you're doing? Because you you've outgrown First Lego League, correct? So you're you're not competing in that. Um, so what well, are you doing now? The teams there. Oh. Oh, go ahead. 
Um, we are going to keep continue supporting teams in first leg league, even though we cannot commit, uh, c compete. So yeah, we're going to continue to run EV3 lessons, after all tutorials. Uh, we're going to support all the teams. Um, we just uh, we want to also become tournament directors. Maybe I don't know. That's one of our big dreams. Out, we're working on a um, out a tournament system for um, operational partners to use around the world. Um, maybe, uh, well, we hope to volunteer at events uh, locally or anywhere else. Um, we're still going to support all the teams. Um, anything else? We haven't really thought too much about, um, uh, too far ahead about our plans. Things usually come up, like um, the New York event. Um, we're going to be in New York on Monday, so um, things usually come up. Uh, we travel a lot um, to other places to inspire people. So um, we were in Costa Rica for the World Robot Olympiad and all over the place. So I think that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. So we get to a point to kind of wrap it up. The, the one question that, that I do want to ask, I think it's, it's really important for anybody listening in, um, anybody who has maybe thought about First Lego League and maybe sitting on the fence, that kind of thing. What have, what have been some of your biggest takeaways in terms of your own kind of self-learning and, and self-journey yourself? So as you've kind of gone through all this, whether it's something you've done within the competition itself or the things that have kind of manifested outside with all the work that you do, um, if you kind of think about where you are, like what have been some of the biggest like learning opportunities and, and things that have helped you develop as an overall like good human being? I think First Leg League really taught us what we were good at. Uh, we didn't really know seven years ago, but now because of First Lego League, I, uh, for myself, I know that I'm a good teacher. Um, and I didn't know that before, but because of all the outreach events, um, workshops and classes that we've taught uh, to help others, I realized that I was a good teacher. And so no matter what career I decide to pursue in the future, I know that I'm going to be sharing my knowledge with others. Also, First Lego League showed me that I'm good at programming and robotics, and that is actually something I want to go into in the future. Also, but do you also mean like turning points in, that have led us to where we are now? Sure, yeah, anything that, that you want to talk about, yeah. So I would say some big events that happened to us was teaching the robotics camp in 2014, and also the World Festival of that, that same year that actually all the meeting the people from the especially the robot makers there actually inspired us to start building our own robots for fun like pixel plotter memory game and a lot of our other robots yes really getting out in, into different communities and learning from one another and, and to find nothing else but but inspiration to come back and, and kind of propel your learning to the next thing and i think that's that's something that that's really important that i don't think enough people do um is getting out there just to see what is going on? What are people doing? Because that could be the next trigger for the inspiration to come back and, and, and do our own crazy work and, and amazing work, yeah. whether it's, it's robotics or, or something else. Well, is there anything else that you would like to wrap up here um, that we didn't cover that you want the people listening in on, on this podcast to know? Any kind of final pieces of advice or tidbits or, or insights or anything else that we didn't cover that you want to make sure people get a, get a, get a chance to hear about? 
Well, I just wanted to include that I think that why we're so successful is that we're a really good team. Like Sanjay will know one thing or I'll know one thing. So going back to where we said we're, we feel discouraged or we can't get something to work, asking each other is usually our best option because um, we can help each other out um, and we really uh, work well together because we each have our own skills that we can bring to this team. I also would like to add to that. I also think that um, keeping on working, even when you come across a roadblock, as you had said earlier, um, that will that makes a good team and also leads you to success. Yeah, and I think I think you know as we bring this to a close, those are absolutely the key highlights. That that teamwork, that being able to work collabor- collaboratively as a team. Even in your case as brothers, as I sit and I can hear my two daughters upstairs not working collaboratively as a team right now. I can hear them chirping back and forth at one another. Um, but to be able to do that, I think is is absolutely key. You know, and I know for me, it's been an absolute honor talking with you. You guys speak so well. I've I've seen you from afar at different events, and just that gracious professionalism that you always have. Your you're so courteous. You're so helpful to anybody that comes your way. You know, and I think those are, are, are the things that, that really get me excited as a parent and an educator um, is to know that there's this next generation of outstanding people such as yourselves paving the way and modeling what it takes to be good humans, that gracious professionalism and, and pushing your own boundaries but then sharing that and, and, and hopefully that becomes contagious and it just keeps growing exponentially. You know, In your case, you get the chance to do it across the world um, in your travels and, and the outreach that you have. So um, I know as a, as a former First Lego League coach and, and all that good stuff, you know, what you do is phenomenal. There's so many kids that, that, that benefit from that. And so you know, I'm probably speaking for a lot of people to say thank you for, for, for the work that you've done because it's definitely, um, it, it's so huge to so many people. Um, and so it, it's awesome to talk to kids like you, um, you know, to know that there's so much good happening and not enough of that good gets gets, gets shared in the social media world. And so I, I thank you enough for uh, taking your time today to uh, talk with me. Well, thank you. And thank you for having us here. Yes, thank you. And so the last little thing, I'll get to all those in the show notes, but if people want to reach out and find you, I know we've talked about your website several times, but just so we gather it here right at the end, um, people want to learn and know more about you or your work, where do you want, want them to, to go? You can go to our website, ev3lessons.com and flltutorials.com. You can also, um, we're, we're also on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as uh, the Station Brothers. So Station Brothers, you can look us up on social media. You can also email us. Our email is on those websites. Perfect. And Perfect. we'll make sure we get all that link down in the show notes so people can click on it, access it, and uh, find all this information. And guys, I can't thank you enough for your time. And uh, I look forward to hearing the conversations that, that, that come from this podcast. So uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, You're thank welcome. you.